Hi, this is Michael Waits, and welcome back to the Asia Tech Podcast. I'm recording live back in the studio at True Digital Park. Today, I'm joined by Gotham Jane, a co-founder and CEO of GoComment. Um, it's, it's good to have you here. Can you, can you give our listeners a little bit of your background for context? Sure, uh, Michael. I'm Gautam Chen. I had uh, I belong to India, and I had done my graduation from uh, IIT Delhi. IIT and, Delhi. Uh, that's right. Okay. Yes. Uh, in the during the university and the college uh, itself, we started we started Plat, which was right. a hyper local marketplace for real estate uh, brokers, and it it worked well. Uh, we were noticed by Housing.com, and they had acquired us by the time we graduated. But 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 the bug bug was there uh, to start up own and make a change in the world. So on, in only one year we left housing dot com, and all four of us together only uh, were in this who were earlier in flat right. So we started GoComet, and how did we start GoComet? Was that we found that international logistics is a space cross border logistics is a space which has been traditional for so long. Right, so it's and there's so much you can do. Being techies, like we were, like there is anything, any problem we can solve. There is a lot of impact worldwide for yeah. that. So that's how we started. Were you surprised when what was it called? Plat, yeah, just got sold so fast. Like when you guys were in school and you're just like studying away and cranking away, building this thing. Obviously, you got really good traction. But then when Housing.com, I always say called, but like contacted you and said, "Okay, we're going to buy this thing." Did you guys look at each other like really? Like was it surprising? I would say that it was not surprising. It was yes, because Housing.com had built proposition to us that we what you are doing, uh, we want to build that on the we were doing in the uh, Delhi region at that time, right? It was uh, only like eight months we started at that, right? Okay. But they were like, okay, why we want to do this for the Pan India region? If you come join us, we'll give you the resources and do the same thing for us in the entire country. So you get that platform, you get to work with the one of the leading companies of real estate at that time, and so. We didn't miss the opportunity. That's awesome. Good for you. So about six months ago, we did an episode with one of your co-founders, right? Chitranj Sahai. That's right. And I contacted him recently. And I said, look, I just want to follow up with the team and see how things have changed. And just to be fair, because I'm a fair kind of guy, I wanted to have the other or one of the other co-founders get on. I didn't want to be so focused on just one person. So maybe you can just give me a few things that you feel like have changed in the past six months, things, significant things that have changed. Like, Uh, there are many things, fast-moving startups, right? So there are so many things, and uh, I would like to cover the key few which which uh, impact our core uh, story and our core impact. Uh, one of the big things is that we are we position now uh, as LRM, right? So six months ago, we we had a couple of products which were doing good, and companies were liking them. Yep. But now we have multiple products, and we we are uh, the companies now see us as a complete suite of lrm products which is logistics resource management logistics resource management so can you tell me what some of those new products are like what did you start with you started with a marketplace right where people could bid on stuff on both sides of the market so a two-sided marketplace where the providers of the logistics service but also the needers of the logistics service could kind of put stuff out there and they could see which side wanted to bid what price and where they could agree in a way that was automated, which before was all kind of paper-based. What have you built on top of that now? What are some of the newer services that you've built that make it now like a full suite of services? Sure. So uh, one is the contracts module. So we believe that the larger companies have always have a, pers- uh, a percentage of the shipments they do on a six-monthly or a yearly contract, right? So yes. So we built, we modified our platform and we built a new 
uh, module which specifically was there for contract management multiple allocations how the contract process works which is very different from a spot how a spot process works so now we have products which work very well in both situations right that was one um, then there was uh, automated container tracking we have integrated with all major shipping liners and we do provide tracking which helps companies and eliminate a lot of redundant and manual tasks right so we give them information when they want it another one uh, of which is very hot uh, product these days is uh, automatic invoice uh, reconciliation so we had seen that many of the companies many of the companies did not have anything for when the invoice comes from the vendors from the freight forwarders they would have to manually check it right even if certain large companies had a general pr- product for raw material invoice matching etc they did not use it for analysis because it's very less applicable it's not applicable there are so many contextual matching that needs to be done so much contextual matching that needs to be done so many different variables which are there in any every shipment you need to have a deep knowledge of logistics to actually match uh, the invoice and tell that whether it's correct or not Right. market data says that there are 60% invoices who don't in the first pass which don't match uh, the first invoice does not match the original po or the code really so on your platform you see that 60% of them don't match what accounts right. what accounts for that and how do you fix it sure so there are a few things which account for that like uh, one it they contribute towards that one is that in many in international logistics there are many parties involved right so some way or the other sometimes you find that there is an extra charge which was not planned earlier which is applicable on case by case basis for example a customs agent had done inspection if a customs agent has to do inspection he'll charge extra for that and right. he can choose that randomly got it what percentage of the business is these long term contracts let's say long term the 6 month contracts as opposed to spot i was really interested in this spot thing right like i have to ship 25 pallets of hershey's candy bars or whatever it is i don't know right and i want to ship them somewhere but may, maybe i want to ship them every month what pers- how does the business break down between uh-oh i have to do something right away that i didn't anticipate and i just have a monthly ongoing thing and i want to sign a 6 month contract so i don't have to worry about it right what what's the breakdown the breakdown is that uh, we we uh, for, to mention the breakdown we have to divide it into two segments uh, essentially the one segment is the big mncs right which which are like fortune 2000 companies fortune 5000 companies right. and in that segment it's about 70 to 80% long term contract and the rest is spot yes the other segment which is uh, which is the medium segment i'm not talking about the small companies here i'm talking about the medium segment like overall like 50 to 250 shipments a month oh, right wow. yeah for such kind of they, that's also big volume right so yeah. but for with them it is a lot of it is spot you would imagine that 80% of that is spot and only 20% with the united states or certain trade lanes that is contracted interesting i want to talk a little bit more about this automated container tracking does it mean that before you built Great. this system that most of the shippers sorry most of the users of the logistics companies were not tracking their containers and is it only tracking them when they're being shipped or is it does it track them last mile as well what's the what's the idea there sure so uh, the companies were provided uh, very good systems for track online like user tracking number go to the websites and track it mm-hmm. that is okay for small companies uh, but as the companies grow larger right it's impossible for them to keep tracking it they would have to set up an entire team for themselves which and checks the status every day of the shipments which coming which essentially means that they are not unless it's very urgent cargo they don't generally track it right yeah. and hence it gets missed yeah so cargo is about to arrive or in we have seen even worst cases like right? the 
the shipper who is sending the cargo they don't they after they have sailed uh, they don't track it so the customer which is the end who is the, who is going to receive the cargo they call the sales person from the company and they say that your cargo is late why did not why didn't you tell me they, and th- this person has no idea that it's late right so they would like okay i uh, please excuse me i have to get back to you i'm sorry that it happened right so then they would check with the logistics team which would give them okay yeah this cargo is delayed let's see what we can do it's a very bad can say uh, face in front of the customer because you don't know it. It, it even though you might not be able to do something about it but at least you can inform them so that they can plan their supply chain around it pretty interesting it's surprising to me that you know companies big and small don't do this tracking for what you just called like insignificant cargo to me it all feels like it should be significant but i'm not in that business so i i wouldn't know but it seems like it would matter it does what else so what what else have you built that's new on the platform? As an extension of tracking, uh, they mm-hmm. they asked us to give service to their consignees only, right? So how it works is that they they create the accounts on our platform and the consignees that themselves directly can see the status of all the incoming shipment from one customer, okay. and they can track the status of them. Cool. And are these value-added services? So do people have to pay more for that? Or does that just get included in the bundle of things that happens with every cargo shipment that you handle? No. So uh, since there is extra product, so we have divided the product segment-wise. So if they choose this, then they have to pay extra for that. Got it. So what have been, over over the last six months, what have been some of your unanticipated challenges, things that you just didn't consider but popped up and you had to solve really quickly? Sure. So one of the challenges that we were looking for is finding really good talent. So for example, we have a good team till now and the number of people are also increasing. So we were, uh, we plan, we, we are looking for and we were looking for uh, good uh, SEA uh, head, Southeast Asia sales head right Right. for us who can i saw that uh, great (laughs) i was going to apply for it but i didn't uh, think i was qualified go ahead (laughs) (laughs) i'm sure that would have been an interesting conversation there (laughs) i'm only kidding sure so the unanticipated thing was that how much time it takes to uh, fill the key position so that you can take a little time off your uh, uh, off your hand and uh, everything we have learned is we have learned building co-comet and previously in housing.com right so right. there uh, we believe that there is a time that we can bring in the experience from the industry and which can help the company grow even faster right that's that's the reason we were looking for and we're still okay. so that was the other thing that i was going to ask you is like how fast is your team growing how, how many people are in the company right now and where are they located as well sure so there are about 50 uh, there are about 50 people in the uh, company wow. yeah uh, and we have grown from uh, about uh, 18 one year ago yeah. So, what's the geographical yeah. breakdown? Uh, the geographical breakdown is that most of these people are uh, they keep on traveling, right? So, I'll just oh. share that. The, our, yeah. So, mo- our major focus is international markets, right? right? We know that kind of growth Southeast Asia is experiencing at this stage, right? So, yes. we want to. So, you can say that about eighty percent percent of the work that is done is done for companies and geographies which are in like Malaysia, Singapore. Thailand, and we're experimenting in Europe. In Europe as well? Yeah. So what is it like when you go to a new country? In other words, if you or Chitranch or one of the other founders goes out and talks to you know senior people in these gigantic multinational logistics companies, what is their first impression when they meet you guys? Because you're not that old, right, yet? And what's their feeling when they, you, know, you leave the meeting, so after you spend an hour with them and tell them about all your embedded experience? How does that go? I'm really curious about the sales cycle. 
Sure. So one of the key things that help us is that they said, okay, it's it's great that you're working with so many companies, and at your age only, you have been able to get a complete industry view right. because they, that they have worked in, right? Or maybe some outside information. Right. But since we interact with so many of them, we are able to generate the uh, that okay, this is the process which is fine for you. So any kind of process which a customer has, we ha- we have seen it somewhere or the other. Yeah, it does seem like that. Yes, you guys know your stuff. So what are your biggest roadblocks to growth, right? In other words, you, we, you talked about team growth from 18 people to 50 people now, most of them distributed. I don't want to know what revenues are per se, but how much have revenue grown as well over the last six months? Yes, the revenue has also grown uh, more than 100% in the last one year. <laughs> so, what, so what are your biggest roadblocks to growth? I would say that talent and ha- having the correct team that we want at, at that time uh, when we want it is the, is, the, is the major challenge. Right. And is it different for you to hire people in Singapore than it is in Thailand? Or do you have any staff in India as well or no? Yeah, we do have staff in India. And it's every country is different, right? So that the way to hire people in that country is different from other country. And then it depends on the level of the seniority of the person you are also trying to get. Yeah, fair enough. So the last time I talked back in, I think it was August of last year, you'd just gone through a small funding round. Do you consider to fund again soon without you know, giving up how much that would be? Or can you just grow like off of your own organic revenues? We have, we have enough money in the bank right now. So we are uh, not actively looking. But we would be looking is the right VC partner for us. Okay. Uh, who has connection, the target companies that we, since it's all B2B, right? So B2B sales. So knowing those people is a good thing. And then having the people uh, to hire, uh, senior people to hire at the correct stage, that, that is the kind of a VC who understands SaaS, who understands B2B is a, is a good thing. Uh, that's so, what we are looking So the last time you funded, was your funding round basically done in Southeast Asia? Like were you funded by, by venture capitalists here? That's right. We had we funded from uh, led by Leo Capital, uh, Acor, and SG Inuit, which is actually a, a subsidiary kind of from the Singapore government, right? So they had invested in us. And Leo Capital is Mauritius based, so yeah. I know Leo really well. You know that, Shui Tank. I wanted to ask you as well. Would you consider, since you're growing internationally, and that's the most important thing to you, would you consider getting funded or try to get funded from? Maybe one of the prominent U.S. venture capitalist companies or maybe one of the prominent European venture capital companies. Have you thought about that? Uh, we, I think that will be the next step. Uh, that will be a good next step if we can go there. Uh, right now, we are not actively looking since we have enough cash in the bank. But yeah, so yeah. That whenever we think that that's the ideal way to grow. And your customers, so what is the, what is the product development cycle like? You do talk to a bunch of different logistics companies you mentioned, right? And you also say that if you've seen something one place, you can easily implement it in another place, right? It gives you a lot of, like you said, a whole industry view. But do you have situations where some of your clients are coming back to you with feedback for products that they need once they're on the platform and they say to you, oh, we really wish we had this and you're getting feedback from everybody. Will you then go out and try to build that into the platform as well? And have you heard, is there any something specific that you're working on that's like that, that has been customer driven? Great point, Michael. I think uh, we have been, in fact, we have been pulling, like customers have been pulling us in all directions that, okay, please build this for me, please build this for me, <laughs> etc. So one of the key products that we have found out and which we are now experimenting is uh, for uh, surface transportation. So the surface transportation, uh, right now we are in cross-border logistics, right? So we, the RFQ 
and the RFQ process, the RFQ management, the spot and the contract shipments are all managed on the uh, shipments, let's say from Singapore to Nigeria, from China to US, etc. Now the customers have been pulling us. It has been about, I think, 10 customers or 15 customers now specifically who have mentioned us that please build this for me. I want it from you only. That's awesome, right? Yeah, that's. I think that's great. In fact, we have been pushing them uh, till now, but I think we should listen to us much more. <laughs> we should listen to you even more. So you're doing all this cross-border stuff. Will you do? Did you just say that you will do just surface-style logistics as well? In other words, get right down to last mile. There's got to be a lot of stuff that needs to get solved there, whether it's with some of the world's biggest companies or even with some of the newest companies like Lalamove and Line Delivery and all these other things. Do you talk to them as well about helping them? do last mile delivery management? Uh, that is interesting. I think all of that can be a collaboration because our core primarily is for uh, SaaS tech. Uh, it's not asset heavy. Uh, we don't want to be sure. asset heavy. No, 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 right? no. Yeah, I, did, I didn't mean that. Yes. What, I meant, what I meant was they also have issues that need to be solved from a technology standpoint that, they may, that are sophisticated, right? Whether it's you know, route management that's happening in, in, in a city or route management that's happening in a country. That stuff is really significant and non-trivial but because if something like from one of your clients let's just say gets delivered from india to bangkok once it gets into bangkok it's got to go somewhere either in bangkok proper or in the rest of thailand and that also needs to be managed tracked and you know the invoices have to be written for that so all these things so can you adapt that or develop some technology that helps there as well and is that something you're interested in doing that's right. And I believe that there are two steps to it. The first step, which we are already, is that that we are already uh, now working on is in beta. Um, the first step is handling the domestic, the surface leg for international shipments, right? That is the yep. first step. And when the product gets built for that, I think the second step is handling only surface shipments. Uh, really? Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Okay. So we have the technology for that. The technology, I don't think, will be very different for step one and step two. But Got we it. want to move it in the sense that, yeah, so this, which helps deliver the best customer experience. So what can I expect from GoComet in the next six months? What are some things that you're working on that you're willing to tell me about that maybe haven't been released yet? Sure. So, <laughs> for example, in the last six months, I would share that we have got inroads and we have got uh, a Fortune 500 customers, a few of them in Southeast Asia as our customers, right? So you can expect in the next six months that they will ma- make a major chunk of our revenue. That's amazing. And do you find that like once you get your first Fortune 500 com- company that it's easier to get the second one? It does matter. Yes. I think it's not about the first and the second. It's about getting the first 10 that might be equally difficult. And then after the 10, it's, it, it, it's, it's all in momentum. And then it's, it, because the first 10 would be in different, different industries, right? right? Every company looks for the companies that are there in their own industry, which are, which are using GoComet, right? So right. once you get them, then it's easier to get others. So international shipping and logistics is a gigantic market. Can you put a figure on it? I, I don't know, but it's got to be in the trillions of dollars. No, like it's a gigantic market, right? That's correct. It's about uh, 1.2 trillion dollars is the annual logistics spend, uh, which happens, and, and and that's that's huge globally. Right. So one of the things we talked about is gigantic. So one of the things I talked about with Chitranj was like building other services around this, like insurance and other things, right? And maybe building a platform where people in the industry can find jobs because all the people that are that are have the jobs are already there, and all the people that want a job can go look on the platform. There are tons of things you can do once you build a platform business that's very specific. Are you thinking about that as well? 
<laughs> that's very interesting a few points that we have in our mind which definitely can work one is trade finance second yeah, is insurance yeah yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, and uh, last week only we were joking around at the table uh, with joking with, with that <laughs> that probably we can start a job portal for the industry also <laughs> right that's what i just said like it's not some it's not something that will be core but what it would do is it would get more people to the platform right and even if they haven't seen it for the logistics side of it. They'll see it maybe for the employment side of it, but then they'll just say, wait a second, why am I not using this for real logistics? Anyway, if all the best people are gathering here, we should use this for something better. And I guess the other thing I want to know is this. When, when we talked about it earlier, you know, you're, in, you're at university and, frankly, one of the best universities in India and actually one of the best technical universities in the world. We talk about the IITs, right? I want to make sure every time I talk about it that people globally know what they are. You know what I mean? Thank you. Are, yeah, but you you wouldn't say it, and I said this last time too, but I will say it because there's a percentage of the globe that knows, but a larger percentage that isn't aware how hard these IITs are. Anyway, but when you're in university, you build this platform, Plat, you get acquired by um, housing.com. And maybe that was good for you, maybe that was bad for you, because maybe housing wasn't your passion, but it didn't matter. You had a great exit, you learned a lot, you then got to work inside of a bigger startup, I'll put in quotes, you got to experience that, but there must be a certain amount of remorse. So I would ge- I would guess that this time around, even if somebody bidded for you to bid for your company today, you'd say no. Like, how big I do you think this can get? Yeah, I would say no. You're right. Yes, we we have only barely scratched the surface of what yeah. we can see. Our vision is that uh, since we have built the technology product now and it is solving the need for a lot of customers, yeah. there is uh, there is no point in stopping. After finding all these, uh, uh, all the product market fit, after having the customers being delighted, now we have to take this to the entire world yeah. and make sure that people everywhere get get benefit from it. Right? The company we truly change the way how companies do business. Right? It's like an ERP for logistics. Once the companies use our platform, there is no way going back. Right? They are not no. going back to the manual processes again ever. No, so never, we change for good. Right? So we do that for the entire world. That service. Right, so in that vein, it just means that the valuation of this company, and I don't mean tomorrow or the next day, I just mean over the next five or ten years, could skyrocket, no pun intended, with Comet. But you have to kind of stay focused on and be persistent about building this and growing it. It would just be a shame if it got sold, I think, because the opportunity is so large. There's always a temptation to kind of take money off the table, but I just got the sense that just by listening to you talk and listening to the other members of your team talk that this is too big to let go, right? And I guess another thing that I would ask you is this. Who's the competition and how hard would it be for someone to kind of catch up and build into the space that you've essentially created? I would say that competition comes from a certain players like you can say who are not in logistics, but still like, for example, the procurement products which are used for all kinds of procurement, right? So right. some companies use that for logistics also. Similarly, companies used invoice matching, which is generic for raw material, etc. for right. for logistics, but it doesn't fit there. So it's not a perfect competition, right. I would say, but still some companies employ, deploy it because they don't have any other option there. Right, so right? yeah, go ahead. I was just going to say, like, did you find that the sales process, this is always interesting to me, these products should be really sticky. Like you said, once you install it in somebody's, in some, inside of somebody's business or embedded inside somebody's business, having them use something else or go back to a manual process is almost impossible. But that also means that getting a client to leave a system that they're currently using and jump onto your system instead is also difficult. Are you seeing that at all? 
that is absolutely correct i would say that like you said how difficult it is for someone to come even if anyone comes with same or better technology even even then i would say that they uh, the none of the customers who are existing who are using gocomet leave us yeah it would just be so hard because once it's embedded once they've trained all their people the retraining and just adapting to new systems for most line level employees is just so hard they don't like it at all they just say, like, let's That's, do it this way, even if it's not perfect. I'm not saying your system's not perfect. I'm just saying it's got to be better than anything they've been doing so far. And why change? That's, you're right. And we have seen one more change, which has, uh, which has been very interesting for us in the last six months, which has been that the companies now have used us, that first their headquarters was using it. Now they are using our platform in many of their other entities globally. Right. So, for example, we had a company in Thailand who was uh, who now is using our product in Turkey, Indonesia and India in all of their global manufacturing industries. Right. So we are very deep into the processes. It's even harder to get out, but keep providing so much value that they don't think of that. That's awesome. That's awesome. Look, I've learned a lot. This is exactly what I wanted to figure out. What was the progress that's happened in just to get introduced to another one of the co-founders? Look, I really appreciate your time. Gotham Jane, a co-founder and CEO of GoComet. How can people get in touch with you? I would say that uh, my LinkedIn or my email works best. What's your email for, for potential customers? Sure. It's Gautam at the rate gocomet.com. So G-A-U-T-A-M at the rate gocomet.com. Awesome. Gautam, thank you so much for doing this. I really appreciate it. It was a pleasure. Thanks, Michael.